About 600 youth from across the country will aim for an uppercut as the Karate SA Nationals take place in Durban. Join us this Saturday at 1 o'clock at the DUT Sports Center live when we go Kumate from the spectacular event. Give the Karataka in you a voice. Newsbreak exclusive. It's the day about 600 young warriors have been waiting for. The Karate South Africa Nationals. A very warm welcome to you. It's Newsbreak, our special broadcast live from the DUT Sports Center. This is the Karate South Africa Nationals, where young hopefuls are hoping to do their country proud and get national colors to take forward their careers as young karatekas. Now what will happen here is karatekas from the age of 7 to about 17 will be assessed in two parts which is form known as kata and kumate which is known as a fight. The top four in each category stand the chance of qualifying for another international karate competition. A very good afternoon. I'm Tadeo Shadi Pishad with the entire news break team coming to you live from the DUT Sports Center. Today is a big deal. We're broadcasting live from the action. So we're going to be bringing you everything hot off the floor as it happens. So what you need to do, and this is the only thing you need to do, is come down to the DUT Sports Center and join Newsbreak as we focus on karate. It's a, it's a hive of activity over here. So much of fun, so much of entertainment and so much of success for these young people all just rearing to go and giving off their best. I think you should come and take in the vibe because it's really electrifying and also you may also call us 089-310-8789 and tell us about your karate story did you do karate did your children learn karate what's the benefit why is this such a big deal well before we go any further let's kick it off did you get that did you, i'm sure you got that yeah let's kick it off live from the floor here's salma patel and what's currently happening here at the ksa nationals well, a very good afternoon to you, Taresh. It's a fabulous afternoon here at the DUT uh, Sports Center. And as you can hear, the atmosphere is electric. We've got parents, we've got people from all nine provinces that are here as we speak, all competing for the nationals. And that will give them a chance to compete uh, in karate uh, uh, ex exhibitions on the way going forward. But I've got someone here who is quite famous and quite a household name. Yeah. She is Tina Lee Singh. Have you, you heard lucky. that name before? Yeah, obviously, Selma Patel. You're so lucky to be starting next to her. <laughs> well, I'm going to let Tina speak for herself. Tina, good afternoon and welcome to Newsbreak Talk. Thank you, Selma. And thank you for being here. This tournament is exciting it's um, our children our juniors and our cadets that are participating today and as you can see the vibe is amazing also I w I'm very excited to see the female karate and the girls in karate and that is something that I am very passionate about as I've published my paper this week about assessing gender inequality a case study for women in sport management and being in the sport and seeing the number of women participating in karate as well on the, on, the, uh, on the back in terms of the officials and the coaches. So my role here today is to coach and I thank my, uh, the KZN executive for having faith in me to coach today. And you will meet a lot of champions that are coming through, especially Riyasha Singh and other competitors. So I look forward to the rest of the day here. But Tina, how did you start in karate? 
Oh, that was our secret, Salma. But anyway, come on, you have to share. It's a story that's just too good. Okay, when I was eight years old, um, I have an older sister that's eleven months older than me, named Trisha Singh. I used to bully her a lot and always get um, my way at home. And my grandfather said, "No, I needed discipline in karate, and that is why." <laughs> I needed to learn discipline through karate, and that is why he sent me and uh, to karate. And I've never looked back, and I've never bullied again. And I now teach um, children about bullying and how not to be bullies. Even in my karate class, that is one of the biggest lessons we do teach is about bullying. So, is that what you gain from karate? Is it just discipline, or do you also gain some sort of social uh, uh, skills as well? Oh, there's so much more than just that and discipline. There's self-respect. There's self-confidence. I have become such a, a courageous person, a brave person, and it's only through the sport that I have been able to gain this kind of knowledge and wisdom through my life. And I believe karate cars actually mature quite quicker because of the sport. We learn how to uh, respect one another. There's so much more the sport gives to it. Everybody, and that is just much more than the self-discipline. The sport has taken me to different countries. I've I've been on different continents. There's so much that it gives me, and the best part of the sport is that I can give back to the community, and that is what we try to do through KSA, through KZN, and through our own initiatives as Karateka. We can give back. So tell me something about the gender side of it. Then are men really afraid of you now? It happens quite often. Uh, I'm also in the IT industry, so I'm always uh, dominated by men. And when they know that I do karate, it's always that, oh, be careful of Tina Knight. And I actually started liking that in terms of how good would it be if all women in South Africa were known to be like that. Don't touch a South African woman because she knows karate. We will eradicate abuse. We will eradicate uh, rape. You know, we, will, we can try. So that's why I recommend that all children... Male and female, please do karate. Tina, some great points you're bringing up there. We certainly are going to keep you and bring you back onto Newsbreak Talk and try to dissect those and maybe unpack some of those values that you've told us. Tina Lee Singh, a coach from KwaZulu uh, Natal Karate. Thank you very much for joining us on Newsbreak Talk this afternoon. Thank you, my pleasure. Look forward to working with you. Well, there you have it, Tarish. It's uh, really exciting. Yeah, I've got a little group of, 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 of people here who are just so excited. Can I chat to them quickly? Okay, well, I've got two girls eager to get onto the floor. But yes, let's, let's chat to these young people quickly. Okay, very quickly. Hi, what's your name? Tyler Lekay. And where are you from? Western Cape. And what are you here for, Tyler? I'm here for the competition. And what do you think about it? Um, I think it's kind of cool that we're all here today for the competition and how the team supports each other for the competition. Oh, thank you, my sweetie. Let's go to you. Hi, what's your name? My name is Leah Bona. And where are you from, my baby? Oh, so I should actually uh, say, uh, what? what's the greeting for Eastern Cape? Come on. No, you're not going to tell me. And how do you feel about being here today? Nice. Yes. Okay, let's speak to you. Hi, what's your name? My name is Olwetu. Olwetu, what a lovely name. And where are you from, my boy? Eastern Cape. And what are you here for today? Uh, for the tournament. What do you think about the tournament today? It's fine. And you, what's your name? Tumsi. Tumsi, and what do you think about the tournament today? It's fine. Okay, all right. They're, not, they're very shy, but they do want to speak. And I want you all to get together and do a karate stand for me. Come on, let's get it. One, two, three. Yeah!
There you go, Taresh. That's a Kia for you. And we have a wonderful, exciting group of people out here, and it certainly is electric. Let's get it back to you, Taresh. Thank you. Electrifying out there, Salma, on the floor. Learning karate from these young karatekas, and I think the whole discipline aspect was absolutely beautifully explained there. But like I said, we are pressing for time because we've got some power athletes who are eager to run to the floor. Now I'm a bit scared, and uh, if, if you, and that is why you should leave home and come here right now and watch what what's going on because I'm sitting next to two beautiful small little girls, but I'm so terrified of them. Why? Because Zara Kader has just been placed second in team uh, in team kata and second in individual kata. Now, that is the form of karate. And Amy Harding, well, she just won gold in, in, her, uh, in, her, in her group. So, well done, ladies. So, let's, let's start with you, Zara. You've, you've said you've just came second in, uh, um, you know, in, in your particular group. Tell me what you had to do during that time. Consistent training. Yeah. Uh, we've been training from last year for this tournament, and it's it's just nice to see the fruits of your work. How do you train for kata? Because it's form, right? So you just basically have to you basically um, with yourself. So how do you practice like that? We have a lot of help from our sensei, our coach, and yeah. instructor. He is our mentor, and he teaches yeah. us every aspect. So it's a lot of repetition and repeating right. and getting the technical side right. What do you need to get right? Like if you're throwing a punch, what must the technical form of that punch be? It depends. Depends what style you do, but right. usually in the style we do Shotokan Karate, mm. it, you need to make sure that you have enough zanshin, which means that you have to pull back and you have to have the correct form of your upper body, including right. your feet. Mm. And, and take me through your practice regimen. How do you practice? How often do you practice? Um, six times a week with Sensei Brando Pele. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In Tongat. And, and on your own? Um, on my own, I usually go to the gyms in the morning and go for running. Etc. Yeah. So tell me how successful you've been thus far in your career as a, as a young karateka? I would say it's okay. It's okay, yeah? That's the discipline aspect coming right there. Well, tell me, tell me what have you won? Let's, I know you've been doing it for such a long time, but let's talk specifically within a frame of 12 months. What have you achieved in 12 months, um, in the past 12 months? Well, last year, I got second for Team Kata and yeah. first for Kumite. In Elite, I got third for Kata, sec uh, gold for Team Kata and gold for Individual Kumite. Yeah. And well, this year I just got uh, double silver, and I'm going on off my third division. Wonderful. What about you, Amy? In terms of your success in the past 12 months, how's that been? Um, it's been good. I've got a few gold medals, and I went to Croatia for the World Youth Cup. What happens at the World Youth Cup? Um, it's a really big tournament where yeah. all the countries come. Yeah. And. Yeah, we all just compete, kata, yeah. kumite. How did you do it? How did you do there? I didn't medal. Yeah. The stand is very high, but right. there's But a you got selected. I mean, that's a big achievement. Yes, I was very happy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was a training camp there, so we were mainly going for that. Yeah. To train with the world champions. Right. And tell me about today. W what are you up to today? Um, <laughs> I just want to do my best. Yeah. And make myself proud. You said you just won gold. Tell me about that. Um, well, I've been working really hard and I have this quote that says, she believed she could, so she did. Yeah. And I've just been that's, and that's, reading that. Right, and that's just buzzing through your brain yeah. all the time, your visualization. But I mean, you must get this a lot, right? You're 14 and you're from Durban and, and you look like a small, sweet, regular 14-year-old, <laughs> but you could, 
you could really do some damage, I'm sure. Yes. <laughs> do you, uh, tell me about that. I mean, you think karate and you think fighter, you think, you know, um, uh, strict and you think... Um, I think I think warrior is the word, but you look so young and innocent. So how do you how do you like juxtapose that? Well, it's a very disciplined sport, and I think it's good to learn because we're a good self defense. Mm. So when you go out in the world by yeah. yourself, then yeah. it's good to use. Wonderful, Zara, Amy, tell me this now. What's the competition level like when the let's say the both of you are up for a tournament, up for the title? What's the competition level like? This year, it's been extremely high, yeah. thanks yeah. to KSA, yeah. Commonwealth is most likely coming to South Africa. Right. So the tournament this year, it's, it's huge compared to last year and the years. Yeah, so you yeah. both want to be, really you guys want to be there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So lots of work. Well, great. Ladies, thanks so much for your time. Thank you for Thank having you. me. Yeah, we wish you all the best uh, later. We'll hope to check in with you once you, I know you're going into Kumate now, so you're really going to get into it. Are you yes. fighting each other at any chance? Um, maybe <laughs> in the finals. If we make it to the I want to watch that. I cannot wait to watch that. Thanks so much for, thanks so much for that guys well, there we are we are bringing you the latest from uh, the floor here at the KSA Nationals from DUT it's a big broadcast everybody's vying to get chosen and now we're going to be talking before we go on to our another lady we're so eager to talk to you about let's talk to Teboko and Teboko may just injure me because I don't know how to say his surname Teboko how do I say your surname? Twing uh, say it again? Mtwang Twing I'm Twang Twang. See, I got yeah. it. Okay, great. And Teboko, you're from Mpumalanga, all the way from Mpumalanga to Durban for this. Tell me about your journey. Uh, my journey is to be in the top seven best fighters of the country. And, and how close are you to that? Uh, actually, last year I was chosen to represent South Africa as the top five best athletes in the country. Yeah. Actually, I didn't have funds to go, so yeah. I'm there. Yeah, well, let's talk about that. I mean, it's a big commitment, ensuring that you're on top of your A-game for karate, but it's expensive. What are some of the challenges that perhaps you face or the people that you know face with regard to the financial aspect of being a super athlete? Yeah, we're having a financial crisis. Yeah. But I just keep pushing, training. I use everything I have. Right. I don't have excuses that uh, I'm having financial problems yeah. or something, so I'll, I'm committed to my sport. So you just want to be on top of your game. Mm. Yeah. Tell me about your friends in your community, in your area. Is karate a big thing? Like, do a lot of your friends do karate? No. Yeah. Uh, where I live, karate is a very small sport. Right. But me and my friends, all of my friends, I just started karate, like I was going to watch my friend being yeah. there. I started joining because my friend was doing it. Actually, yeah. I found out that karate is the best part for me. Yeah, yeah. And what do you hope to achieve? In karate? Yeah. Uh, one day I want to be an African champion and to be a world champion in my style. Wonderful. So, well, well we hope to... We, we're going to look out for you, Teboko. I, I know how to say your name now, so obviously I'm going to be cheering for you. Yeah. So, thanks so much for joining us and we hope that you achieve your goals here today. Thank you so much. Teboko from Mpumalanga all the way. Karate going across the country. And we're taking you across the country to bring you the uh, stories about karate and the significance of this. We also heard about how karate can be used as a discipline sport. How karate can help stop bullying. And Isn't that strange though, Taresh? That everyone started out somewhere getting in touch with the bully getting and that's how you uh, I, uh, that was, into karate that was absolutely fascinating about how because you know you think karate and you think you know you, I mean th- this may be uh, a misrepresentation from my side but you think 
violence, you think, you know, defense, you think fighting, right? It's not about that. It's about about uh, composure inside. Hey, and mental. there's actually a big difference apparently between karate and kung fu. Absolutely, and we'll be definitely unpacking that in a short while. But an interesting thing you you just uh, had in your conversation, Selma, was about the woman representation in karate, and that's exactly what we're talking about right now. Because I am joined by a very high-profile guest joining me right now at the DUT. And remember, it's still time for you to come. It's only about twenty past one, so you've still got some time to come through and and have a look at this amazing activity happening. The Newsbreak team is out in full force. You can also interact with them and learn more about karate and. While you do that, while you get here, we've got Riyasha Singh. Now, Riyasha Singh is a national. She's got her protea colours. She's represented South Africa in Portugal. Um, she's gearing up for Commonwealth. She's got about five gold med- medals from the Skisa tournament, and the list is endless. Riyasha, hot property right now, aren't you? <laughs> Yes, hi. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. No, it's my pleasure. What's 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 the day been like for you here? Uh, it's been quite exhausting. It's a long yeah. day. We're here from yesterday. Great. Uh, so what are you doing currently? What is the intention here today? Uh, today I'm here as a coach right. to assist the athletes on the floor. Mm. So we give them encouragement. We help them. Uh, after and before the fight, we try to amp them up and give them positive vibes so that when they go onto the floor, they're ready to fight and win. Yeah. You can't just rock up and do that, right? You have to prepare for that. Tell me yes, about that preparation. No. Uh, we prepared by our sensei, Sensei Brando Pele. He's the head coach of South Africa. So he's there by our side. He encourages us. Um, he's here with us on the floor all yeah. the time. And he's behind us. And he educates us on how to help the kids and what strategy to tell them and techniques to perform. So it's not just about this routine you see or a flying kick or Jean-Claude Van Damme. It's no. It's, it's, it's really structured. It's quite mental. You have yeah. to be mentally prepared when you're on the floor. It's not just going out there and kicking and punching. How do you mentally prepare? Because it's such, a, it's such an active sport. You know, you've got you, you to use your hands, you've got to use your legs, but your brain has to be still. Of course, it is that? muscle memory. And, uh, but obviously, when we're in our dojo and when we train under our sensei, we're used to hearing their voice. We're used to hearing them tell us, react, punch, kick. So... We have to analyze, we have to see, we have to check, we have to test our opponent as when we're on the floor. So we test them. As they come, we react. Yeah. So it's about training and mentally preparing yourself yeah. and muscle memory as well, of course. Tell me about muscle memory. That's a big thing. Many okay. athletes speak about um, this, but how do you even create a muscle memory? So it's constant training. So yeah. I train six times a week with Sensei Brando. So we do about uh, 10 punches, then break, then 10 punches, and we continue. Then we do kicks. And that's muscle memory. So you start developing. You kick, you punch. It's reaction. So that's how you develop your muscle memory. It's constant training and hard training. The big debate about the gender parity with regard to karate, with many assuming it to be a male-dominated sport and many wanting to uh, present women, young women, at the forefront of the sport to take it further. Have you faced this kind of gender issue in the sport? Um, I have previously, but I wasn't uh, with... um, uh, male. Yeah. It was just that oh, right. we were not given the opportunity to go and that was taken up with Saskog. But um, as you can see today, you can see there's so many females that are here in the yeah. sport and it just opens up so many opportunities for us. As you'll know, karate is now in the Olympics. Right. So that's an amazing opportunity for all of us. Yeah. And I think that it helps us with self-defense, of course, because over any other person who doesn't have karate as a background, 
we have the knowledge, we have the skill, we have the reaction in any situation, I would think back what I can do. I'll prepare myself before it actually takes place. Wonderful. Well, we are talking to Riyasha Singh. She's one of the high-flying top achievers here at the KSA Finals. You could also call us. It's 089-310-8789. If you would like to have a word with Riyasha, tell her what a fan you are of us. And also, maybe ask her some tips. Are you a young karateka and you want to know how to get your head around the right space? Give us a call. It's 089-310-8789. And while we wait for them, Riyasha, tell me about um, this entire process of, or rather, creating a... Um, an interpersonal link with other athletes in your in your sport what connection is created and what connection is needed okay um so obviously we become a family yeah. we support each other and of course we don't always train with each other KZN is from different dojos different organizations but as you can see when we come to a tournament we all one we support each other we motivate each other and it just links us as a family so karate is a sport that just brings us all together and we cheer each other on and motivation is most important um, and w w what about the whole um, aspect of um, you know planning because I know it's about goal setting. How do you goal set? Um, of course, you have to balance your life with your education and with your sports. So you dedicate a certain amount of time to yeah. your sports as yeah. well as to your education. Okay, Riyasha, I think uh, uh, quickly, if you could tell me, I know that the link or the... Um, <laughs> yes, no, it's fine. The, the, the role of the sensei. Have a bit of the flu. Oh, no. Are you, okay, shall we get you some water? <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yes, join us. Please come through DUT Sports Center. We are talking to Riyasha about her interaction. Well, she's just uh, stepped out a little bit. But Riyasha was talking to us about, uh, you know, the, the, the link and the relationship that one creates with a coach, a sensei as they're known. And we got the head coach of the protest. And we're very fortunate to be spending some time with him because he's got so much of knowledge and a, and a vast plethora of resources to talk, uh, talk us through. We're joined by no less than Brando Pele, the head coach of the protest. Brando, I've been only hearing good things about you. <laughs> yes, you're doing lots right by just looking at these, this amazing team that you've created. Your process as a coach, I mean, you can do so much, right? Ab absolutely. Um, the, the, the strategies that we employ in terms of the uh, training procedures and stuff has been pretty stringent with regards to KZN Karate. But it's 70% of what the athlete puts forward and 30% of what the coach actually gives them. Yeah. So I think natural talent actually is a, a major um, sort of criteria that comes through. But hard work and dedication to training and, and being able to actually translate that on the floor is what's very important to get good results. Mm. What about practice? Because you know, so, so many um, you know, experts or teachers or gurus that we speak to often tell us that, you know what, it's, to an extent it's 20% in the classroom and 80% of what the student does on their own in terms of creating this habit of, of the art. Your thoughts on that? No, absolutely. Um, but having a good guide is also a very, very important yeah, factor. Absolutely. You, you can be a naturally gifted person, but yeah. 
having the proper guidance and the proper training and also somebody who's mentally stable and can guide you in the correct manner right. mentally rather than just the physical aspect yeah. of, of the sport yeah. and preparation. Mentally, you have to have somebody who's very sound, who actually understands how to interact with right, somebody right. and actually move them through the system. It's not just system. about fighting. No, it's not 100%. just about teaching. It's not just about the skills. Yeah. It's, it's about being able to translate that into good technique and, and mainly also... Aside from the competition aspect, is to get somebody who's actually a credit to society. And I think karate is a magnificent vehicle for that to happen. I want to know from you, you said that the, you, know, it, you need a sound coach. You need somebody who's mentally strong, who's emotionally strong, who knows the syllabus. What do you have to do as a coach to prepare yourself to teach? Well, with, with me, I've been fortunate in that I've had a very good teacher who happened to be my father, Hanshi Sanipale. So I was given a very good grounding from the time that I came into karate. I started when I was three. And I've taken a lot of those positive um, sort of input that he's given me and positive guidance. And I've tried to transfer it onto my students and onto the athletes that compete. But aside from that, I try to travel as much as possible. Uh, overseas to get the exposure. I'm one of the only qualified coaches in the country. I've had to study syllabuses and keep myself. What did you abreast. have to give up? What did you have to give up? Because you've achieved so much. It doesn't just come like that, right? Well, I sacrificed a lot of time, and I must thank my my wife and and my son for actually being very understanding and allowing me the opportunity to get out there and and do what I need to do for the betterment of the athletes. I've had to sacrifice a lot of time in terms of personal time and and sacrifice it to to move forward with yeah. the athletes in training and preparation and guidance, yeah. but. For me, it's worth it. This right. is my life. This yeah. is what I want to but do. But what's the lesson there about giving up so much, about you know, uh, making the time for this? What is the lesson there? I think the lesson is that uh, in order to give off your best, you've got to be selfless. You can't have any sort of regrets or you can't have any sort of you know, uh, problems that come through that hinder you from actually progressing forward. I'm a very driven person. I like achievement. Uh, I have a passion for performance. And I want to see our South African Karateka get up to a level where we can compete internationally and bring back titles. And obviously, getting to the Olympics is a very, very big uh, goal of mine. And I think that we are well on our way there. I wanted to ask you about the whole aspect of, um, you know, creating that um, motivation. Because sometimes... Even if somebody chooses a path, sometimes they just want to come to class or they just don't want to do practice. Yes. And that's a common thing many note you know, many may notice with young people. Could you tell me about that? Like how do you inspire young people? I think I have a lot of charisma that attracts them to me and I try and be as strict as possible in terms of the dojo etiquette and the, the ethics with regards to karate. But I also try and make it fun and make sure they actually enjoy themselves. Uh, in the class and try and create an atmosphere of goal setting. We we have targets that we need to achieve and we look at achieving those short-term and long-term goals as we move forward. So that really attracts the kids to... Right. You have a lot of yeah. instructors that basically teach or yeah. and, and basically don't have a goal and, and don't set goals for their athletes yeah. to achieve. Yeah. So I think that's what brings the kids back. Right. That's what brings the athletes back and that's what keeps them motivated. It's essential... They have a direction, right. they wa they've got a target to aim for, and 
that's the way that's they it. Let's talk go. about some tangible things. Is there a specific diet? Is there a specific exercise regime? I mean, I'm looking at the guys here, and not everybody is this big wrestler types. They're quite lithe. It's, yes. it's very like. Um, I, I can't get that word, but we use it a lot in in in, in yoga. I've heard it yes. a lot. Uh, um, lean, supple, supple, very supple. Absolutely. What what kind? What what is the requirement for karate? Well, look, uh, with karate, you have two different types. You have the traditional aspect, the way karate is done as a self-defense and a form of exercise, and basically used in that manner. And then you have your high-level athletes, yeah. which is what you're seeing here. And with your high-level athletes, you require a lean body muscle type. You require a lot of aerobic and anaerobic fitness, so you don't necessarily need big muscles to do karate. Right. You need to be very, very fast. You need to be explosive to the ta- yeah, yeah. <laughs> explosive to the target, and and you need to basically be very tactful in right. what you're doing. Yeah. So in terms of the exercise regime outside of the dojo, yeah. we expect the athletes, especially at this level, to be doing gym work. They've they've got to have strength coaches. They've got to have people that actually motivate them to yeah. train hard yeah. and to be cardiovascular fit but cardiovascular fitness is a as, big as thing essential well, well yes. Brandon, just give us two more minutes of your sure, time no right problem. because we don't want to talk to you anymore about this even though this is radio we want to show you some basic karate moves and um sequences so stay with us we're going to be brando is going to be teaching us some karate which you can practice at home so don't go too far fantastic <laughs> News break talk with me, Tarish Hari Prashad. We are bringing you live coverage from the KSA finals, the Karate South Africa Nationals, where everybody's vying for a spot to represent the country. Well, listen, here's a secret. And, you know, um, news break is all about discipline. And you get that every day when we bring you composed researched controlled broadcast but you know what it's not easy to be this disciplined so we're gonna learn some discipline from karate now and we've got brando who's going to be head national coach of sa right he's going to be teaching news break some moves and salma well i don't even need to ask her because she's already jumping up and down as if she's like you know like muhammad ali apparently we have to be light on our feet is that yeah, true brando? yeah but i think but salma i think it's discipline so you got to stand oh, in that stance oh. yes 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 so brando is going to teach salma some karate i'm okay. interested about this fantastic so we're going to teach you how to make a proper fist first of all mm. because that is very important when you actually have to execute a technique so you're just going to okay. repeat after me it's ben Bend, touch, touch, squeeze, squeeze, thumbs over, thumbs over. So it's very important that you have your knuckles protruding in the front, yeah. and you're able to throw a proper punch, and mm-hmm. there's no vacuum that's able to go through there. Uh-huh. So we're gonna try again. So we go bend, bend, touch, touch, squeeze, squeeze, thumbs over, thumbs over. Fantastic. And you gotta keep your wrist nice and straight. Mm-hmm. That's it. Now, what people also don't realize is that when you punch, it's not about how tight your fist is from the beginning of the punch. Mm-hmm. It's more about how tight your fist is towards the end of the technique ah. or the impact. So a lot of people so tend to squeeze their fist and try and throw a technique and they find themselves injuring, uh, you know, picking up unnecessary injuries. So, so it's a relaxed fist at the moment. Mm-hmm. And we're going to teach you how to just move your hip through and just throw a reverse punch, which is the most fastest most popular technique that we have in karate competition. Okay. Can I interrupt? Am I your goal, Salma? Are you going to punch me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm aiming for you. <laughs> okay. okay, so from here, you're just going to widen up your feet a little bit. All right. And you're going to whip your left hand back to your hip and just twist your hip through and throw your right punch straight in front of you like that. Fantastic. Back again. 
So the quicker you pull this one, mm-hmm. your, your lead hand, the quicker mm-hmm. the other one's going to come out, right? And, and you I really have, have to turn your hips into it okay. and keep it nice and straight. And remember to clench your fist at the end of the technique. So okay. we're going to teach you some Japanese also. So you're going to count with me. Say itch. Itch. Fantastic. Back again. And one more. Knee. Knee. And the last one, you're going to shout a loud kia. Are you ready? And kia. Yeah. Fantastic. Well done. That was awesome. Well done. I actually have been coached by Brando. You have been coached. <laughs> Salma, go there now. Go get your colors. <laughs> Watch out, everybody. Thanks so much, Brando. My we appreciate pleasure. your time. Thank, Thank you, you for very giving much. Us this valuable um, information. Fantastic. Thank you for the opportunity. And Salma, yes, Salma's going to be a bit more strict now. There we go. Newsbreak Tour coming to you live. We are talking about karate and the importance of this. And we have somebody joining us right now from the Western Cape, no less, would you believe? So karate and what's happening here right now is not just something for people from Durban. It's not just something for, you know, a small section of the country. It's global. And we have somebody from the Western Cape, and we've got Robin Leepool, 15 years old. Welcome to Durban, Robin. Thank you. Have you been here before? I have, actually. Yeah? For karate, I'm sure. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about that journey. Why did you want to start karate? Um, growing up as a young girl, I wasn't always like most socially, like mostly sociable, and um, my weight wasn't always what it's supposed to be. So I started karate not only because of my physical state but also because I saw my cousin doing it and I was like I also want to do it right and, and, and what did you because now you've given your life to it and you're here so obviously you've taken it really far what was that switch from just doing it because you had you know doing it from a social aspect or from a health aspect it's changed now how has that changed it's actually changed in a quite a positive way because um, up until I think three years back I never thought I'd actually be a... Um, three years back, I actually won my first gold medal at the national level. So, I honestly feel that if it wasn't for the major competitions and for my, like, my sensei seeing the potential in me, I honestly wouldn't be here. Mm. And uh, in terms of, um, you know, from a team perspective, because I know you guys travel as a team a lot, what kind of interdependency is there in team? It's um, helping your team be with you. It's more than just you. So now you know you have the support of your team. And once you have the support of your team, it just gives you that extra time and that extra ability to just do so much better. Your advice then to young people who want to do this, you know, what becomes, what's, I mean, you, you identified how you started. You saw a change you wanted to make in your life. But once you get into it, what is the advice to a young karateka? Well, karate, it's not just a physical sport. Instead, for me, I'd say that karate is a passion, but at the same time, it's a lifestyle. So those who want to start, they should really go for it. Because once you're in, it's just, it grows on you. And today, what is your plan today? What are you vying for? What are you hoping to win? What have you won already even? Um, I've won nationals before in Kumite as well as in Kata, so I'm a gold medalist in both events. What's better, Kumite or Kata? I mean, no, you can't have one without the other, but in terms of what do you enjoy performing more? Um, I have a passion for Kata because it's such a beautiful thing to show off to people and to show what you've been working on. But at the same time, Kumite is just such a great stress reliever because that's the time where you can just give it your all in. It's a, that's the physical contact part of Karate. Right, but there's discipline, right? I mean, you can't just bash somebody because you had a bad day. Yeah, it takes... Lots of discipline, respect, as well as technique. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, 
We appreciate your time and thank you so much for visiting us all the way from the Western Cape, Robin. And all the best with with your journey as a karateka. Thank you. Well, yes. Give us a call as well. 0893108789. We are eager to hear your side of of karate. But we'll be back in a short while to bring you more live from the DUT Sports Center, the KSA Nationals. Karate, that's the focus today and it's about discipline and it's about creating a culture of a culture of I think I think a stillness within through movement and through the act of um of, of, of kumate which is known as your fighting aspect of karate. But it's also a family heritage as we're learning here from Vijay Govinda who's a uh, coach here today at the KSA Nationals. Vijay, thanks so much for your time. Uh yeah, Vijay, and I understand that this legacy of karate that, that, that you and your family practice is, is a lineage thing. Tell me where it started. It started with my dad. Um, he started karate in 1973. 1973. Yeah. And, as, and then tell me, as a young girl, why did you take up this interest? Well, it was introduced to me to my, by my parents, by my dad, and I just was passionate about the sport and I continued with it. Yeah. And through that time, tell me your journey to become a coach. Well, I've been competing previously. I've represented South Africa on numerous occasions. I've represented, I've had my Proteo colors. Um, it's just five years now that I've been introduced into coaching the national team. I'm now on the junior coaching commission. I work closely with Sensei Brando. Right. We coach the junior the junior team of the... So when you say junior, at what age would a karateka well, start with you? Like well, the youngest? Well, the youngest normally starts at four. That's four, in, a in dojo level. Right, that's yeah. a very young age. And four-year-olds are very happy and they have a lot of energy. And how do you teach them a discipline or a stillness like karate at that well, age? Well, you turn it into a fun sport. Fun sport. Yeah. And you've got to be a little patient with him. Mm-hmm. Um, takes a lot of patience with the little yeah. kids. But normally we start teaching kids at four, five, right. six, and seven. Yeah. But we introduce it as a fun sport using fun e- equipment and things like that. And then tell me, um, by teaching them this discipline sport at such a young age, what does it do for them as they grow older? It develops character, it develops the mental stability, it develops the uh, personality, um, the concentration level, the alertness. Um, there's a lot of things that it uh, actually improves. Would it make them more violent? Because this is, I mean, they could no, come I'm not, not violent, it's more disciplined. Right. Uh, it disciplines the child, um, uh, self control. Self control is very yeah. important, and um, they learn that through karate at a young age. Do you think there's a misconception that karate turns a, turns an per- individual violent? Some do. Yeah. Some, some think that karate is violent, but yeah. actually it's not violent. It is a disciplined sport. And we understand that you brought your daughter Abigail here to talk to us as well. Abigail? Yes, Abigail. <laughs> Abigail, tell us, I mean, does, it, does your mom coach you? Your mom coaches you? Yeah. And how often? Um, all the time. <laughs> and and do you get nervous when you're with mom now? Because I mean, this is your mom, right? Do you get nervous when she's telling you how to perform a routine? Sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And is she always on your case, always telling you what to do. Yes. <laughs> and how do you deal with that? 
Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what is? I mean, it's a family sport, right? Your grandfather did it. Mum's doing it now. How do you plan on taking it further? Continuing the sport. Yeah. Wonderful. And and in terms of, I, th- I think, um, Vijay, in terms of getting into communities, because this sport needs to um, circulate. Yeah, this sport needs to circulate is a good word. How do you go about taking this sport, you know, into communities? We normally approach the the yeah. schools. Yeah, we, that's where we start yeah. the grassroots level. Right. We actually uh, approach schools and we start with the little kids, and then you take it up into another level. In in all the different community areas. Yeah. Karate being recognized as an Olympic sport, it's big news. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. What does it mean for you, though? Um, it now means that our newer generation of athletes have the opportunity of representing our country and being representing South Africa or representing the sport at Olympics. That is the most amazing achievement for any athlete. Wonderful. Well, Vijay, I think we'll have to leave it there with you. Thanks so much for sharing that bit of information no with us and continue taking this legacy forward. Thank you. <laughs> well, we are discussing karate here on Newsbreak Talk with Meet Adesh. It's about 10 to 2 and so much more activity lined up. I mean, we did say about 600 young South Africans are vying for their titles to get their colours. Top four in each category stands the chance of being of gaining qualification into other international competitions which means it's big business it's big news here and we are going to be wrapping up our discussion in a short while but you know one of the major things about uh, something like creating this culture or this sport for a young person is that while that young person needs to be devoted and dedicated I think you need about 150% more dedication and devotion from the parent because the parent is the one that needs to oversee this and to sacrifice their time and invest in this particular interest that a young person has. And we've got Suren Pakri from East London, all the way from East London, and he's going to be telling us his story about supporting his two kids through this great journey. Suren, thanks so much for joining us. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having us, Ani. You have a very, uh, from what little I gather, a very trained voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, part of media, but not actually on air. <laughs> right? So you've had to give up a lot in order to ensure that your two kids succeeded at karate. First, tell me about your kids and what they're doing. Okay, I've got an under 15-year-old, a, a girl that's literally participating at the moment, I think. Right. And I've got an under 9 that participated yesterday. I think the, the intention was when we joined karate, I think we joined one of the Sunny Palais affiliates in East London, Barry Neville. Um, it's, it's not a sport, it's a lifestyle. You actually buy into that lifestyle. The parents become one with it. And the discipline of the kids is passed on to the parents. And I think sometimes the, 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 it's not so difficult for the parents to actually take the kids. Sometimes the kids demand that they be taken. Right. So what do you do? Like, like take... Take me through a, a regular week with regard to karate. Karate normally in East London, particularly, is two days a week. Right. Uh, you choose your clubs. Um, there's obviously different styles in, in, in place. Uh, we belong to a Gojakai club in East London, which trains on a Tuesday and Thursday. Um, and you follow the disciplines that go with it. Um, I think for us, it's before competition, it becomes more intense. You're right. probably training four to five times, yeah. also weekends. And what do you do? Do you just wait in the car? <laughs> you normally you normally drive around. You're, you, you're, an, you're an official Uber without getting paid. Right. That's basically that it. Feeling. You dad. 
the Uber. Um, and obviously, you know, coming up from the Eastern Cape, we, we, we commit a lot of resources and time to actually be here for tournaments. So the, the investment is more like a family than from, from karate. Yeah. I've spoken to other parents yeah. that actually talk a lot of, they, they time their holidays with tournaments. Right. So they take, if they got two other kids that are not doing karate yeah. or one other kid that's not doing yeah. karate, they all they tend to time it as an as yeah. as a, as a, as a event. And what do you do at home in the house, like from a diet perspective, from a time management perspective? Oh, you got school I'd, as well. I'll to tell think you one about. story. My nine year is quite easy because the weight division is quite easy. And, and uh, being a small kid, he doesn't have to worry about weight. My daughter, obviously, as I get older, they fit in different divisions. She qualified for 54. Uh, under 54 but she had probably had a bit of a challenge getting, making the target weight so for the last two weeks we were on a qu- quite a strict diet um, uh, reducing carbs high fitness just to get her on weight and she came in at 53 which was quite fantastic but from a period then becomes a, from an issue you you know you can't bring five pizzas into your household you, you know you got to bring bring uh, decarb stuff right. you know, healthy meals wonderful well Suren I mean l- let's talk about how are you going to take this through? I mean, it's a lifelong commitment, right? Yes, it is. And like I said, it's a lifestyle decision. You know, you spend probably about two to three minutes, give or take, on, on, on the mat. And, and you probably train probably about 400 times more in, 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 in minutes that you spend in, in, your, in your dojos. I think the lessons are more than just the, the effort that's put in is not the result of your, your actual final results. Um, your effort you put in is what you gauge out of life. Surin, wonderful. Thanks okay, so much for your Thank time. you very much. Ed. Yeah, and I know you're going to go and support them now, so all the best with that. Yeah, I think we get more nervous experience than the, than the kids do sometimes. Before you go quickly about that, what about that disappointment? Is there too much of pressure sometimes? You no, know, so it all depends on the parents. I think yeah. I've been very fortunate that, that my, my daughter particularly has been started at eight and nine years old, right. and we kind of overcome that disappointment. That you, it's actually more expectation. Yeah. You expect to do well, then you've got to yeah. manage the disappointment. I think for us, we've kind of acclimatized over that, right. so we kind of manage it. Guys, go out, have fun, do your best, and learn from the experience. Again, sometimes the failure of the mat is actually better for them in actually pushing them to, to actually pursue a higher level of intensity in German training. Making them more disciplined. Suryan, thanks so much for your time. Thank you very much. Well, we are wrapping up our discussion now with the man of the moment and we kept the best for us. Yes, we did. we got Hanshi Sunny Pele now joining us in studio. You've been very busy, but I can see the discipline on your face. Nothing is deterring you today. No. <laughs> Uh, that's the art of karate yeah it's like the gentleman said karate is a way of life uh, I flew back from India on Tuesday and Thursday I got bu- uh, from Tuesday got busy with organizing this tournament and then on Thursday I chaired the technical congress for karate South Africa it was a four-hour exercise and since yesterday morning we've been at this venue overseeing and chairing the championships very exciting uh, I am uh, absolutely uh, excited yep. and uh, enthusiast, enthusiastic because you, perhaps you may or may not know karate is now an Olympic sport. Uh, for the first time in our history, we were accepted into the Olympic family in Rio, Brazil. And uh, it means there's a basket full of opportunities for our athletes as they go forward. More importantly, apart from the normal, or normal Olympics that you have, which is now scheduled for 2020 in Tokyo, I received a letter a month ago from the World Federation that karate uh, is also going to be part of the World Youth Olympics that's taking place in Buenos Aires, Argentina. Yeah. So this youth that's here, you know, we are now uh, working uh, currently uh, on these two days 
with the children from the tender age of seven. What does it mean for them? I mean, all of these international meets that they could possibly qualify for, what does today mean for them? Well, if they are in the top four today, they get ranked. We have a ranking system like you have in golf yeah. and cricket. And that basically means they put themselves in line for selection as proteas for various international events. Example, Zone 6 Africa, which is Zambia, Zimbabwe, Botswana, Namibia, and uh, South Africa, and, mo and one or two other countries. And then once that is over, we got the All Africa Championships in Cameroon. And that is uh, encompassing 52 countries in Africa. As soon as that's finished, in June, we go to the World Youth Cup in Croatia, Eastern Europe. As soon as that's finished, there's the Dubai Open. And so it goes on until it's October, calendar, we're having the yes. World Cup in right. Tenerife, Spain. Mm. Huge, huge, huge uh, uh, opportunities right. ahead. And, and all of that is now pointing to Olympics. Olympics is the way to go. So my cliche that I've just uh, put together is stay focused. The Olympics are ahead. Yeah. And that's my advice to all the athletes. Uh, you know, every sportsman or woman or young man or young girl, kid, has the Olympic dream. Right. It's now possible for a karateka to have that Olympic dream. Why did it take so long? Um, different styles. The karate is very complex. It has right. a number of styles. And they had to find unison in terms of the rules. Yeah. Finally, we've arrived at, with consensus at one set of rules, which is the World Karate Federation rules, and this satisfied the IOC, and we're in business. Mm. And the sport is growing in leaps and bounds. Right. Um, and the enthusiasm, the excitement is going through the roof. Every kid here, I can tell you, it's not the, the, the password, the buzzword here is Olympics, 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 Olympics. But before Olympics, you've got Commonwealth. Yes. And uh, in terms of preparation for that, I mean, when you know something as big as the Commonwealth Games right at your doorstep, you as an organizer of the sport, what frenzy do you go through? Well, I serve as the Vice President of the Commonwealth Karate Federation. They're known as the CKF. And I was instrumental in uh, making a bid for the Commonwealth Championships. It was awarded to South Africa last year. And uh, we are extremely excited about it. It's coming to the city of Durban. Who uh, a city, in my opinion, that's ready for any international event. Yeah. We have the climate, we have the infrastructure. I look forward to a very, very successful Commonwealth, and I'm told that there will be 25 countries attending. Mm, mm. I'm looking forward to the support of SASCOC and the uh, government departments locally in KwaZulu-Natal. And, uh, and uh, this event is taking place in the first week of September. I was last weekend in India. Uh, attending a Commonwealth meeting where various uh, issues were put to bed yeah. and we are ready and it's all systems ready go and one roll. thing that's very important uh, Naresh is that what the world uh, federations want they want to marry international events to tourism mm. and <laughs> what better city than Durban for Absolutely. tourism because you've got so much support today I think it's, it's, it's a great buzz to create but I think Hanshi before you leave us now and we're about to wrap up our conversation um, Karate has been popular, but do you think it's really becoming even more popular now amongst families, amongst communities and amongst athletes? First thing I'd like to urge every parent that's listening to your program, and thank you for having us and showcasing karate as a matter of interest, but every parent should engage their kids in karate. It is a magnificent vehicle to arrest the problem of drugs and alcohol abuse. Uh, it is fantastic to ensure that there is discipline at home, discipline in the schools, discipline in the public platform. 
and uh, it's, it's excellent for character building and mental strengthening and strengthening us physically. Uh, I'm 66. I've been 50 years in the sport. I am active every day. He looks day. younger than me, if you, if you wonder. <laughs> I, am, I am on the tatami, on the floor every day. I teach an average of three classes a day. No problem whatsoever. Andrew Pillay, we thank you so much for your time and telling us about the benefits of karate. And Naresh, the last question is, I hope I've inspired you to take up the sport. You know, I, I took it up as a kid. Yeah. I didn't get too far, but yeah, I'm inspired. Now, Salma's going to teach me. She learned to... So for you and Salma, it's never too late. Remember <laughs> that, eh? God and bless she. you guys, man. And all the best to Radio Lotus and your listeners. Wonderful. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much for giving us that bit of advice. About Ush, karate. as we say in yes. karate. Yes, Ush. <laughs> so there we go. Our broadcast on karate now ended and this, I mean, I think uh, j- just to recap what Hanshi was saying, we often on Newsbreak Talk every weekend talk about the social challenges afflicting your community, afflicting the youth. And maybe karate is that level of discipline and that level of commitment to eradicate problems like drugs, gangsterism and, you know, lack of discipline being seen across communities. On that note, we'll have to say, we'll have to say us to you now. And this broadcast came away courtesy of the team executive producers Salma Patel, Talisha Naidu, Hafsam Kizir, Hussein Ibrahim and Manik Thor all joining us today to bring you this broadcast. We're back again between 1 and 2 o'clock tomorrow. Another edition of Newsbreak Talk with me, Taresh. So, hey, have an awesome day.